All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get to some science news because this is definitely going to be a big month for Pokemon. Uh, so they recently were doing experiments to find ways of causing people to um, to cut off certain pain channels in the brain. And they were using wasabi as a testing material. And they found that for the first time there is an animal that is immune to the pain caused by wasabi. Now, wasabi and things like peppers are built to be spicy and painful so that you don't eat them. But you know, humans decided, oh, this causes pain. Let's eat it because, you know, that makes sense. But the African mole rat is apparently immune to it. Millions of years of evolution have made it immune to the wasabi. Is there a wasabi in its habitat? No. Does it have any reason to be ever fear wasabi? Not really. But it's really cool to find that this random animal is immune to the very specific uh proteins that make up the wasabi's pain so it's just random science news so what do we got on pokemon yeah um well in their continuing goal to make us all be better people i guess um nintendo has unleashed pokemon sleep or is unleashing pokemon sleep upon the world um where honestly i, I i'm still a little almost like a little foggy on exactly how it works but i guess you get pokemon but it's like pokemon go and you get bonuses you can um, get more Pokemon, level up Pokemon, get items and stuff. From I, I'm assuming they want you to sleep well and not wake up every five minutes to check on your Pokemon. Yeah, I think it's going to be – some people I was talking to were like, oh, man, that's creepy. Why are they watching you sleep? But to be perfectly honest, your phones already do that. Your Fitbits already do that. Your, your alarm clock already does that. Like everyone else is already like, hey, you slept this amount of time. Sleep better. Pokemon is just actually adding a reward to it. So it's just – yeah, they're trying to make us all better people. They might just be ashamed that they kept me and people like me locked in our rooms for like 20 years of like, oh, oh, we made some basement dwellers. Okay, we got to make things up. We got to make things right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the 2022 release of Pokemon Hydrate um, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one, Pokemon Hydrate and Pokemon Get Outside. And then yeah. maybe in like 40 years, like a Diamond and Pearl remake. Yeah, one day, one day. But um, and then we also have Pokemon Home, which is I, I'm I'm pretty excited for Pokemon Home. Honestly, it's like a Pokemon. Yeah, I, I I love this system. I'm sorry, I got a guys. Like, I want to literally be able to pull up my phone and go, "Oh, you want you want this Diglett? Yo, here, take this Diglett." I love that idea that it's from a social media standpoint. You can just be like, "Yo, I can trade from whatever from any game." That's so cool. Yeah, if like losing your phone was already stressful enough, though, now you have all your Pokemon on it. Oh God, that is oh I. I didn't even think of that. Oh my god, I'm gonna hang on. I'm gonna cancel the podcast. I'm gonna go run to T-Mobile and go insure my phone just for a quick minute because. Oh, th thanks for putting that anxiety in my brain. Why? Oh god. I mean, I, I've I've before that. had the uh, the the mental like thought line of if someone like as a VGC person who's got all their investments on their DS, I, I've had the run the mental gymnastics of like, what if someone tries to mug me? Um, do I just like throw my phone and wallet in one direction and run away with my DS and save all my work on it? Or what? <laughs> I mean, we all have to have our priorities straight. <laughs> oh, God. Now, if you're listening to this, guys, this is recording before the June 5th announcement. So there's probably going to be some big, amazing like, whoa, what was that? Why didn't they talk about it? Like, we, it's because we don't know. I'm going to assume that a Pokemon shows up in it that we haven't seen. Everyone loves it or hates it. Someone's going to draw pictures of it. Some people are going to draw pictures that should not be seen by children, and that's usually how these things go. Yeah. 
Uh, also, people like Don start saying, all right, what stats do you think it'll have? What moves do you think it'll have? Will it be competitively viable? I can't wait to be disappointed by all the ones I think are cool. Uh, me too. It's a classic tradition. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the science of bears. All right. Yeah. So bears, let's, uh, let's jump into it. Because, I mean, everyone kind of knows what a bear looks like. I mean, Lucas, you know what a bear looks like. I mean, yeah, that's the thing it's, with bears is, especially in the northern hemisphere, you kind of just deal with them. That's where bears are predominantly found, and everybody has got some kind of bear usually up north. Where down here in Florida, you get black bears, and everywhere else, things like brown bears, and all kinds. Of, that's really the only two most people know, huh? Yeah, it really is. And the thing is, too, I feel like a lot of people don't realize Florida actually has a lot of bears. A lot of black bears, but like a lot. (laughs) I used to get them in my yard a lot. My dog would try to play with them. It was always an ordeal. (laughs) But yeah, so, I mean, bears are kind of characterized. Uh, Bears are members of the family Ursidae. Um, You know, they have a large body. They have stocky legs. They've got, you know, long snouts, small ears, and shaggy hair. Um, Bears have five claws per paw, and they're non-retractable, unlike a cat. Which um, their claws are typically a lot sturdier than like a cat's claws. Like bears, you know, they kind of they're kind of generalists. They're omnivores. They want their claws for digging or climbing or fighting. And bears have an amazing sense of smell, like better than any other mammal. I mean, like puts a dog to shame. If you look at a bear's skull and just look where the nose would be, you can see just all how, how large it is and all the connections that form inside of it. Bears can literally track for miles and miles and miles, even the smallest scrap of food. Is why campers have to be really careful about them. Yeah, bears and some other mammals with like that advanced of a sense of smell can—they're not just smelling where a thing is; they're smelling when it is. So it's not just oh, there's some food over there. It's like oh, there was. Some guy had the left half of a Twix bar there two and a half hours ago. <laughs> oh, God. They can actually tell the difference. Only bears know the difference. So the other thing to know about bears is that they are mostly found in northern parts of the globe. So they really are more adapted to living in colder climates. Now, North America used to have the largest bear to ever live. Now, that sadly, that bear is gone. It was the short-faced bear. And according to the fossil record, it was around over 10 to 11 feet tall standing on two legs and it weighed 3,000 pounds i mean sadly and not sadly because um, Sa- it would have been awesome but also terrifying and there is one theory that the short-faced bear may have actually slowed down humans expansion into north america just because like huh we've come all this way with spears and knives and rocks what did the rest of the world go to the oh my lord <laughs> yeah and they were um from, from like the fossil record, we can see that the short-faced bear, for its giant size, was also really lanky. So there's one theory that it was actually able to run down its prey, and through um, math that I do not fully understand regarding like stride lengths and stuff like that, they think it could have hit up to 40 miles an hour. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Okay, now I'm actually scared. Can you imagine like our caveman ancestors having to go up against that? Imagine like the Native Americans who made their first way here. It's like, hey, uh, why do you guys revere the bear? Don't worry about it. We don't like thinking about it. Just, It's just there. Oh my gosh, don't, like, don't talk yeah. about it. We're going back to Russia. Bye. <laughs> just half of them just start. Yeah, no, we're going back to be European. This is, this is some messed up stuff. I'm out of here. Get me out of here. So, yeah, uh, and so they are in carnivora, but the weird thing about bears is that they don't really care much for rules. They're mainly omnivores. So there are things that are strict carnivores, like the polar bear. There are things that are strict herbivores, like the 
panda bear, and then everything in the middle. Failure. We'll get to pandas. We'll get to them. Be patient. Uh, they then there's everything else who's gonna eat in the middle. In Pokemon, there's brown bears, there's polar bears, and there's pandas, uh, and those are the only true bears in the game. We will get to beware. We will get to him because he's he, We'll get to it. Bears have been part of so many cultures, though, which is why it's not really that uncommon to see them. I'm honestly surprised they waited to Gen 2 to put bears in, because if you go through Europe, if you go through Asia, North America, you will find that there is some kind of bear myth, bear legend. There are were bears in some cultures. They are worshipping of bears. In Japan, even, the Ainu people of Hokkaido, the um, traditional people-Japanese hybrid, they revered them as sacred whereas other people in japan found that a menace um if you want to see just how far it's gone culturally for us when someone's being an uber protective mother we call them oh that's a mama bear you don't want to mess with the mama bear we instinctually teach our children that there is no animal as a fiercer parent than mama bear so yeah and there's really not like that's probably the most dangerous bear situation you can find yourself in is if you just you know walking down this hike going for a hike and you end up between a mother bear and her cub um you're gonna have a bad time just to give you an idea of just how far the culture goes as well ursa major the constellation was listed in the second century so our worship and our knowledge of bears has gone on for a very 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 long time uh now that always leads to some usual pain down the line for other animals, uh, where some people worship them, other were scared of them. And so people have been hunting bears aggressively for out of fear for their livestock or fear for their homes and families and food, uh, for sport, or the biggest threat to them today of medical purposes. In China and Vietnam and other places in Asia, people actually collect their bile. So they actually have bear bile farms that use in traditional Eastern medicine. Yeah, I was wondering, is it is that normally the um like the sun bear they do that too, or is it Asiatic uh, black bear? Asiatic black bear. Okay. Yeah. So and but BBC um found that um people are always saying like oh well it's only in Asia what does it matter so bear bile actually contains let me see if I can pronounce this right urodexachloric acid and Good it job. is a compound used in medicine. And it, it actually works. Unlike most Chinese medicine, we can prove it does reduce gallstone formation and a couple of other things. So this actual medicine, has, like this actual collection of bile, actually has a point. But it's important to know, one, that we can synthetically make it now so you don't really need it. Uh, two, that these bears are in horrifying conditions. If you guys think that chicken farming or cow farming is bad, uh, look up the bear bile trade it's pretty awful it's worth two billion dollars a year as an industry and to be quite honest it doesn't really appear to be slowing down when it comes to eastern chinese medicines that very few things ever truly stop them unless it's an inside force in china yeah it's it's terrible and um to to so we don't end this segment on two to down over note, I'll share one fair bear fun bear name fact so like we know ursa major means big bear um Ursa, Ursus is the Greek word, or the uh, Roman word, Latin word for bear, and uh, Arctos is the Greek word for bear. Um, the brown bears are Ursus Arctos, which means bear bear, or the grizzly bear is Ursus Arctos horribilis, which means horrible, which horrible bear bear. Uh, my favorite one though is the uh, Eurasian brown bear, whose name is Ursus Arctos Arctos, which means bear bear bear. 
<laughs> oh, okay. So we realized the Latins and the Greeks ran uh, with random stuff. Oh, uh, you see, that's a much lighter note than bear bile. Oh, yeah, I, I thought we'd just a little, little more positivity today after that. All right, so I think most, since most people know what a bear is, I think we can go ahead and get started with the Pokemon. Yeah, let's just go right into it. Okie dokie, so let's go ahead and get started. So we talked about this bear in our Japanimal episode, but it's not one of our most viewed, so we're going to talk about him again. Ursarang, the bear Pokemon. This is the first bear in the game, and it belongs on the wall with all, a couple of other Pokemon as the Pokemon that gets nearly every single thing correct about this bear. So this is based on the brown bear. Now, fun thing about brown bears is that things like the grizzly bear, things like the Kodiak bear, these are subspecies. They are all part of the same species of brown bear. Uh, the best part for the Pokedex, good climber, check. They can climb trees to go and get their food, leave scratches in the bark, check. Feed mostly on berries, check. Amazing sense of smell. These are all amazing traits for a brown bear. Uh, like I said, most of these species that we think of as like individual, they're just a little bit bigger or smaller based on the region that they're found in. Uh, the one thing that was weird, uh, Ursarang's first Pokedex says that uh, breaks trees with their forelegs, uh, which that that's that's not right, is it? No, um, it'd be cool. Yeah, I, I kind of imagine like a bear like grabbing like a, I an Ursaring grabbing a Trevenant and like a scissor hold and then like suplexing it and it's like in a ring and the crowd's going wild. But no, they um they they aren't going to go ahead and break that. Yeah, you mentioned the bear size and diet within the brown bears, and um, yeah, um, there's like on once uh like yeah, I mean everyone's heard of a grizzly bear, which um typically live a little more inland. And have a more of a mixed diet. And then on the other end of the structure, we have the Kodiak bear, um, which is like the largest brown bear. And they're a coastal species. So they have a lot more access to like fish and higher protein food for a longer amount of time. And that's why they get a lot bigger. Yeah. Now, the thing I do love about the bears is that they are seen as mostly going to be eating things like um, plant-based because 90% of a brown bear's diet is plant-based. I know we often see like the the salmon runs where like the bear is just grabbing the salmon out of the river. That's one time a year where they're getting all of that protein and food. And that's, again, only the grizzlies who are in there during that salmon rush. Other times of the year, it's much easier to forage for plant life. I mean, with that amazing sense of smell, claws, and digging, the brown bear is perfectly designed for going after its food. Now, if you've ever um, – uh, I saw this gif and I posted it on our Twitter. Uh, do you remember um, the – it was in Diamond and Pearl. Paul, like the rival to Ash, he had the his Ursarang. I do, but it's been a minute. No, I was looking up again. That thing was like an – Animal. It like ripped apart his weasel like it was no big deal. Charged right at it like a maniac. And to be quite honest, that's how most people see bears is like this charging mad monstrosity. But no, that's that's only if you go after its cubs. Then then you're done. Then it's over. All right. So next up, we have the closest living relative to the brown bear, which is the polar bear, and that's a uh, bear tick. So this one was pretty obvious <laughs> it's it's based on the polar bear and the polar bear is currently the largest land carnivore on the planet so it weighs at about a thousand pounds and stands about eh, nine ten feet tall now to compare the short-faced bear was about three thousand pounds at about 12 feet tall so as big as you think a polar bear is there were ones that were bigger uh, i will say that polar bears are one of the only animals on earth that actively hunt humans yeah which um 
they're that big, you almost can't blame them. Like, I'm sure they probably look at personally, yeah, you know, that's probably pretty good. And occasionally, um, there have been reports of black bears, surprisingly, being one of the smaller bears, have um, pursued people as a food source as yeah, well. Yeah, that's usually, uh, that gave me my bear advice I was given to by my boss years ago of if a black bear is chasing you, just run because it's probably trying to eat you. If a brown bear is chasing you, play dead because it usually just wants you gone. There's actually a fun rhyme about that. That's um, if it's black, fight back because that's another way. If a, if you think it's trying to eat you, you want to seem like you're not a worthy meal. Again, I'm I'm not advocating that everyone go out and fight bears. This is the worst case scenario. Um, if it's if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lay down. If it's white, good night. <laughs> that's good. But come on, what kind of Florida man are you? Of course we fight bears. We break beer bottles and glue them onto our hands and box bears all the time it's, it's what we do come on where's your heritage where's the love for your heritage <laughs> uh, sorry tangent uh so baratic's abilities are what really drive it home for me because his abilities are all things that polar bears use snow cloak where they blend in, where they get increased evasion yeah if you are looking for a polar bear during a blizzard you're not going to see it it's going to find you and you're going to be on the ground bleeding before you ever realize that it's hunting you. Uh, the other ones are Slush Rush and then uh, Swift Swim. So they are pretty fast on ice as well as on the in, in the water. So that's two really good abilities that they added to it. Now, just so you guys are aware, Coke, Coke commercials have lied to you. They're found, they are found in the Arctic Circle. Penguins and polar bears do not interact. Ever. Exactly. And a fun uh, fact about that, I was talking earlier about how uh, arctos means bear, or the Greek word for bear. Um, the Arctic Circle, um, Arctic comes from also the word for bear. It basically means there's bears here. And the Antarctic Circle um, basically means there's no bears here. That's just... <laughs> I have to look that one up just to... Oh my, that's... Wow, we really want to make sure people know that there were no bears there, huh? That was, is that like the selling point? Like, hey guys... No bears. We literally named the place No Bears. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing that you saw in the Pokedex entries is it mainly focuses on Baratic's power to like turn like its breath into ice and use their ice claws to tear things apart. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. I think that would be a great power for the polar bear, considering climate change is destroying their ecosystem. But no, they can't do that. And originally, I was like, well, ice is kind of a dumb weapon. It, it melts. What was that one movie with, like, the ice bullet? I know Mythbusters did it. Oh, I don't remember the movie. It was, like, one of those when there was, like, that trend of all those, like, assassin versus assassin movies, I feel like. But I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, no. There was a YouTuber by the name of Skybound Games. He doesn't have too many views, so give him a view. He made an ice sword and tested it out against, like, armor and stuff and of course it didn't do anything but against the watermelon it shoved right through it so if you're going up against flesh then having ice claws and ice fangs would actually add more damage people do die from ice from uh, icicles falling and hitting them on the head so it is it is totally possible so uh, it doesn't work against armor which makes sense it's an ice type against steel nothing works but hey it, it works against watermelon so plant types works really well for them all right so uh lucas what do you think of pandas we really going to do this in front of everybody? I think we have to. There's not that many bears in the game. Uh, fine. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Pangoro. I promise. But first, we got to get this out of the way. When it comes to pandas, there are two kinds of animal people. The people who love them beyond all measures and by everything panda related. 
And then you're going to have the people who wish nothing more than for every panda on the planet to be wiped out. I am in the middle. Again, I'm not picking a side on this one because I want to keep my head on my shoulders. I'm just letting you guys know. I see pandas the same way that I see mice or plankton or crabs at the bottom of the ocean. I mean, you, one of those things just, you just picked, though, is a cornerstone of the ocean. Yes, but I don't pay as much attention to them. Just being there, That's the other thing, too, is that pandas aren't really all that important, are they? I mean, they do have their uses. I'll give them that. Like, um, by protecting panda habitat, um, you're protecting a lot of less glamorous animals. Like, pandas are much the classic example of a charismatic megafauna species. Yeah, it's, it's one of the weird things you'll notice in animal biology. If I'm trying to save a salamander, people say ill. But if I put that salamander to the same habitat as a giraffe, or in this case a panda, everybody's going to save it even if they don't know they're actually saving it. But I don't know much worth that the actual pandas have. So let me get this right out of the way with Pangoro. Panchum and Pangoro are the most un-panda-like Pokemon of any of them. Like, they have nothing in common with pandas that I could see. Nothing. Pandas, uh, I was talking to my friend Will, the guy who's, I did a, who does the podcast on paleontology. I asked him, hey, what can you tell me about pandas? And he was like, don't ask us about pandas. Their skulls are weird and we don't like them. Their skull has adapted to eating bamboo. The second – how do I put this? The, one of the least nutritious foods on the planet next to eucalyptus, and it has evolved its entire head to chewing through it. This thing consumes 20 to 40 pounds of this stuff every single day. It is the equivalent of like someone saying, what are these restaurant mints? I'll eat them, but you're going to have to eat like a million of them. They don't take, they're not nutritious. Why are you eating them? What's wrong with you? Like that's the panda. The whole panda slogan so is – I'm going to eat only those forever. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to do this. But don't you – you know you're uh, you're in carnivora. Don't you want to – look, there's a mouse. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll get it later. <laughs> with pandas, they – Panchum is said to gang up and work, to, and work as like the lackey to Pangoro. No. Pandas are actually super solitary, even by other bear standards. They are typically going to want to be left alone because for them, just most of their diet is bamboo. Like they don't want any other bears around them. They have to eat so much bamboo that any other panda bear is a threat to them. And so they avoid it ever being around them. Yeah, it's kind of bad, but I really want to see a panda fight. Like – I've watched it. It's screaming and like chasing away, and they're not always the best fighters. The way I would compare Pangoro is Pangoro is like um, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. He has they have such a history of being lame and like not really cool that they went well above and beyond to try and make it cool. Like, oh, pandas, uh, pandas are kind of sissy. Uh, we made it a fighting dark type so it could beat up on people. Uh, uh, it's not cool enough. Yeah, what are kids like? I don't know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Let's give it a trench coat. Let's make it a boss. Let's make it a monster. Literally, the reason I put it on my team back when I was playing Gen 6 was because it had a built-in trench coat. I That's never, just like, all right. <laughs> it's cool. I never noticed the trench coat until right now, and now I can't unsee it. Yeah, it's a trench coat. It has a built-in trench coat. That's not cool. It's awesome, but it's not co- – it's 
Ah, like you said, pandas have an important role to an ecosystem, even if it's just helping others. If you want to know more about pandas, please do your research on them. Yes, they can be, they can reproduce. No, they don't, they aren't going right out the door with extinction, at least with us helping them out. But they are, they are part of an ecosystem. They just get a lot of hype that they don't really need. Yeah. And speaking of pandas, last to that, last and least of the bears, because it's not a bear. Is um, Stuffu and Beware. So say it with me now, people. It is not a bear. They are red pandas, and red pandas are close relatives of raccoons. Again, everything about Beware was built around the idea of a bear pretty much going around breaking everyone's backs. Like this is like I want to get a Beware and name it Bane and just have it break everyone's backs because that's what it does. In the anime, in the games, everything. It's just like, oh, no, don't go there. Beware will break your back. And I have no idea where they got that from. Like, at all. Yeah, it's just a weirdly... It's a specific, It's like a weirdly specific attribute to give a Pokemon. And this Pokemon, the one thing they get right, the one thing is in one of the Stuffles extra, uh, entrances that says uh, it has odor glands that it used to communicate. And that was like, yeah, they actually do have it next to their anuses, and that is going to be a way of marking their set and tracks. That's awesome. Very good. Uh, the other thing they said is that if you hug it, they hate it, which is actually true of pretty much every animal on the planet, to be honest. It's actually got more things correct for it than Pangoro. But again, Pangoro is at least a bear. Yeah. And that's the thing that's weird is that it, everyone wants to hug these things, but like they really don't like hugs. To them, a hug is you trying to like – straight up put them next to your mouth and scream they they hate it uh, i will say that by animal standards we compared beware to anything else uh, i looked up the physics to snapping a human spine it would take greater force than an alligator's bite which is the strongest bite of any animal that we know of and the way it was compared to me an alligator biting you is the same equivalent strength of being hit by a pickup truck at 30 miles per hour yeah, it's it's a it's ridiculous how strong Beware is is said to be, and um, it, it kind of creeps me out to be honest. As a poke, it's design. I don't know something about it. Kind of weird. It's just too much like a guy in a bear suit. It just kind of weirds me out. I like Stuffle though. I like Red Pandas. Yeah, Red Pandas like Stuffle is fine. Stuffle's adorable. On the note of guys in bear suits, uh, one of the things I do want for the next generation is I want a new bear added in. And I want the sun bear to be part of that group. The sun bear, if you ever watch it standing up, looks like a guy in a bear suit. They got a stupid – It's upsetting. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Oh, after this episode goes live, I'm going to post an episode like, look at it. Look at it. This is what Pokemon I want. Take a good hard look at this thing. Because it, when it's standing up, it just looks like a guy wandered into a zoo. It's like, huh, I'm in the bear suit. I can't get out. Uh-oh. <laughs> their tongue is stupid long and they have goofy faces the sloth bear is just this big bunch of fur that eats nothing but plant life and bugs and then of course you have black bears i don't know why we have not gotten a black bear yet yeah um for me personally the two things i'd like to see um i really like the spectacled bear which is uh the Ooh. only bear species native to south america and he's kind of like a black bear um, but it's like his fur patterns looks like he's wearing glasses, which is fun and kind of Pokemon-ish. Yeah, he actually – yeah, he's not even part of like the true bear group. He's like a side group that actually made its way through. So that, yeah, you're right. That would be a pretty cool one. And I would love a fossil – like a um, – the, 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 
mandatory fossil Pokemon of a new gen, I would love a short-faced bear. I want to just have, like, the, the fossil Pokemon, like, you have just a Tyrantrum, like, throwing a fit, and then it just looks up, and it's just this giant death bear. Like, what type is it? Fighting. What, what about the rock? It broke the rock type. It's just fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you literally bring the fossil, and the, instead of, like, the fossil turning, it just punches out of the fossil, eats the whole team, goes to the town, eats the whole town, takes a nap, and just... just like, that's the new anime. Instead of Ash trying to collect all the bads, like, Ash, stop this monster. It's killing us all. Pokemon takes a dark turn, but it would be a really fun show. Yeah, um, if anyone wants, has the skill for, like, comic making, that'd be a fun comic, I guess, too. Oh, God. Do you remember that Arbok comic? Like, the one where it gets cut in half and stuff? That was... Yeah, we actually had that, had that, um, like, that screen cap in our one of our panels. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. I'm glad we were able to put that one in. I think that wraps up our bear talk for now. I mean, unless you got more random bear stuff to teach these people. Um, I guess like, I'll, I'll throw in one more fun bear fact. Uh, polar, I, I feel like some people know this one too. Polar bear's fur is actually not entirely white. It's kind of clear. Um, and the, a lot of the white comes from like the reflections around it and from its skin, which is very pale. Yeah, if you've ever seen like a polar bear without its fur, that is upsetting. That's something yeah, any shaved bear. I saw a picture of a um of a spectacled bear, which are like the kind of fun, goofy looking bears, and um it was shaved and it looked like a reject from gargoyles. Oh, that is unsettling. All right, I'm gonna just play the music so I can wash that image out of my head. Ugh. You're welcome. All right, uh, yeah. With that, it looks like we're gonna start uh, wrapping it up. Uh, thank everybody for bearing with us tonight. Yeah, I know you could barely keep listening to us with all this bear talk, but you know, we just uh, we just wanted to make sure that you are at least barely entertained. I mean, sometimes you just have to grin and bear it. Uh huh. Yeah, I know these. Um, I, speaking of which, there's actually a story about bears that's quite grisly if they want to look it up. It's called the Sloth Bear of Mysore. Apparently, it was an Indian bear that kind of went crazy and attacked like 12 people. It ripped. I'm sorry, these puns got really. Dumb. Yeah, it uh, it killed 12 and mauled two dozen more, and it ripped their faces off. So read about it. Yeah, apparently it's in a book called From Man-Eaters and Jungle Killers. So, again, bears are usually pretty harmless until they're not. Anywho, thanks for listening, guys, especially to our new listeners. For those of you who joined us, thanks to the work of Don and Professor Collins, you are phenomenal. Thank you for joining them. I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I love doing this i love teaching you guys so much and i love that i made two great friends out of this now if you want to learn more about us plenty of you have found our twitter already at pokemon science if you guys want to find us on facebook it's poke science we have our patreon which will be in the link we sell t-shirts and since the uh internationals are coming up and the nationals are coming up you might want to get some swag from us because you'll look sick everyone loves and for in what is it everyone incineroar. loves uh incineroar that's it everyone loves incineroar I almost mixed it up with Infernape. No one loves Infernape anymore, which is sad. Yeah, but... Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need to find us anywhere, you guys already have all our communications. If you need uh, to find us on for an email, just uh, pokescience at yahoo.com. Um, we haven't gotten any new Patreons, so I can't do any more shout-outs. But hey, to our two Patreons who are still watching out for us, thank you. We got your back. We take your money, and we give you great contact. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. On that note, I think we're good. Any last words? Uh, no. And I'm out of bear puns. Yeah, I'm out. Are you out of bear? I'm.
I'm out of bear puns. Send us bear puns. As I'm wrapping up this episode, send us bear puns, please. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see, see you for the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Right, bye. <laughs>